You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. I'm EZD, and I got the Yellage Boys in the house. Big, bold claim Ben and Big Diesel Heard. hanging out, doing the stuff. Yes, sir. Stuff and or things. Stuff and or things, things allegedly. and or stuff. Uh, oh, boy. Big Diesel is fighting off the effects of last night. Honestly, not, though. Like, I feel great. <laughs> there was no water intake at all, but I'm feeling golden. Right. It fell down the stairs, didn't puke. Yeah. Uh, bold claim Ben. Looking pretty fuzzy, bud. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Got yeah. a couple more weeks, and then we're going to turn it into the Civil War beard, so. Talk into the microphone so Ulysses people can. Ulysses S. Right. Grant looking. Motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Put it lightly. Mother. Or. Hey. Hey. Look at the nice. sound effects. Got cool, fancy things. He's never going to uh. use that to actually bleep us out. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to sit there with, <laughs> with my finger on the trigger the whole time and then try to guess when we're going to swear. <laughs> No, I go back and fix it when I re-say the swear. It's awesome. It's, it's way more fun that way. Um, or so it could be funnier if there was just lag and just bleeps out a random word. <laughs> like, Motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be on board for that. Pardon me. I'm trying to make sure our levels are okay here. Uh, so we're here. We're doing our NFL division previews, and we are on the, we did the NFC, I did the NFC South solo last week. We're doing the AFC South this week. Um, I'm we're a little behind. Usually yeah. we do Wednesdays. We're doing a Saturday. Look at man, this week was packed for everybody. Yeah, no kidding. We gave it the old college try pretty much every day of the week. We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. And uh, we gave the old college try the way I gave college a try a bunch of times, and you know took them kicking me out twice and not missing a semester to figure it out. That's a joke, kind of sometimes. Sorry, Dad. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're here. We're doing it, and uh, let's. First and foremost, got to take care of the, uh, got to pay the bills here. The Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, a championship caliber podcast, is sponsored by Buffalo Freddy Enterprises for all your uh, rental needs for parties, tents, chairs, tables, bounce houses. They even do barbecue catering. www.buffalofreddy.com, uh, 716-4-FREDDY. Give them a call. Schedule your thing today. You'll hear a full, more official ad at the end of the show. But uh, we are sponsored by Buffalo Freddy, so shout out to them. Thank you guys for Showing love to the podcast. Now, let's get down to the task at hand. Oh, sure. The AFC South. We started with the South because it's the middle of the summer. The South divisions in both conferences are not great. Not the best. This one has a little bit more turmoil at the top and potentially at the bottom. But those two teams, the two teams on top and the two teams on the bottom are pretty consistent. It's the same thing almost every single year. It's AFC South football. I feel like we've we've said this. How many years in the past that it's just a absolute it's a shit show? Yeah, it's just yeah. a shit show, and they're just gonna beat the hell out of each other. And yeah, I miss when this division was actually like heavyweight, elite, like yeah. hitting. It was old school football. Like people just got their Match head, up. head yeah, ripped now, off. Nowadays, whoever is gonna uh, go to the playoffs is gonna be a first round exit. So yeah, because they're gonna like they're not good enough. They're barely good enough to win the division. It used to be a it used to be a first round like wild card matchup, and then whoever won lost the next one because they were beat to shit from game one. Yeah, yeah. I remember Tennessee back in the day when Alex Smith was on the the the, the, what, Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, and like Mar- Marcus Mariota, but they were so beat up by the time they got to the playoffs that they just couldn't hang with the top teams. Yeah, I mean, still kind of the same way. I, I remember but the Colts last year beat us. Yeah, I, I remember last year or not last year, but I remember in the past, you know the. Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew Backfield in Jacksonville yep. that just ran over David people. Gerard. Um, you know, and that was like that was when Manning was on the Colts, and then Luck was on the Colts for a little while, you know, before his neck decided to, you know, not, not be there anymore. Yeah. Stuff like that. Unfortunate. I mean, that was the uh was it the Andre Johnson yeah. Texans? Yeah, Matt Schaub. Yeah. With uh, Arian Foster too. Yeah. I mean that the young JJ. And those those dudes just they hit. They played yeah. old school football and it was fun to watch. Now uh, the Texans and the Colts, Jags, Jags. Thank you. Sorry, my bad. I'm losing it. Go ahead. Are you sure you're not hungover? <laughs> uh, I had to wake up 
in the middle of the night to pick him up. So I'm. Well, you did. Oh, okay. I didn't. I meant. Okay. <laughs> you didn't. Have, <laughs> did one time. Yeah. You, you didn't have to wake up. No, but, but you he did. did. He did FTB. You did. <laughs> so the uh, the Texans and the Jags are playing something that looks more like Canadian football or European football, which would be soccer. And then the top two teams are trying to look good, and but still not great. Still not the best. It's just the Colts every single year, and I feel like the Titans as well. They're like one piece away from actually like putting it, together a whole team. It's called a quarterback. Yep. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't it? So starting with the Texans, uh, their big key additions, A.J. Can, they got from the Jags, uh, offensive guard. They got Jalen Revis Mabin. From the Lions, Dare Ogunbole from the Jags. They, well, they sure just, thing. Let's just take the Jags and put them on the Texans because it worked so well last yeah, year. That's, that? that's my we goal went through this last year with them pretty too, much, where the yeah. Jags and Texans just like swapped a bunch of players in free agency, and it was like, oh, that definitely got you better. Yep, sure did. Let's compete in division against the same players. <laughs> and then uh, they got linebacker Blake Cashman in a trade with the very talented and powerful Jets. They were able to re-sign. Uh, Gruger Hill, Chris Conley, Justin Britt, Royce Freeman, Farrell Brown, Malik Collins, Christian Kirksey, who can't stay on the field for a full season to save his life. Is there anyone that you have named so far who's a difference maker at all? No. Uh, hold on. Departures. Deshaun Watson. Oh, wait, he didn't play last year. Well, that's what happens when you ask for a finger up the butt. <laughs> that's what happens when you have a physical therapist walk in and you're naked in happy baby pose with a heart on. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a Tuesday, huh? <laughs> uh, they lost an offensive tackle in uh, Garan Christian, Justin Reed, who's actually a solid safety. He went to the Chiefs. Terrence Mitchell went to the Patriots. Terod Ter- Taylor went to the Giants. Jacob Martin went to the Jets, and A.J. Moore went to the Titans. There's a, That's a, a lot of interdivisional movement. From one to and from one team, it is constantly that. I mean, that's in most leagues, to be honest, because you see it in the NHL too. But like, what do you have the most tape on and scouting on? You've in seen it in house, yeah. you, You've seen it in years past. With Watch Bills, them all the time. Those players going to Miami or going to New England, right? The same. I mean, what, same yeah, exactly. What did Belichick out. do for years? He poached the guys off of Miami, New York, and and Buffalo. He just did that to steal playbooks. I don't know about that, but I do. Calling it. All right. a cheater and a hack. He sucks. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the Jags right away because I feel like the discussion is between these two teams at the bottom. Yeah. So they overpaid Christian Kirk. They overpaid Zay Jones. They brought over Evan Ingram. They got Brandon Scherf. They He's got solid. Foley Fatukazi. Yeah. They got Foy Olkun and Darius Williams. They re-signed Laquan, Tre- Laquan Treadwell, Mekki Sargent, who's a running back. It's sure. always, always good when he can barely say his name. Uh, they tagged Cam Robinson. They brought in, or they brought back Will Richardson, Tyler Shantley, and Trey Hurdon. They lost Damian Wilson, Taven Bryan, DJ DJ Shark, Dare Ogunbole, which we just talked about. Uh, A.J. Can, who we just talked about. Jake Hollister went to the Raiders. Jihad Ward went to the Giants. Miles Jack went to the Steelers. And Andre Norwell went to the Commanders. Who finishes last out of these two? I think it comes down to who do you think is a better quarterback, Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence? Um, I think it comes down to injuries at the end of the season. Possibly. I mean, honestly, like, I, mean, I, yeah, Houston, I think they're pretty even. Well, my thing with Houston is that is that in their recent history is kind of like the Bills pre-McDermott era when they upgraded yeah. all their facilities. It is just injury-riddled, and you don't have a good enough roster I think to begin the, with. You can't sustain injuries. I think the Jags have more pieces, um, especially on offense. But then again, like those pieces are not big difference makers. They're just kind of mediocre. Yeah, they're trying to win with average. Yeah. But again, that means your quarterback has to lift up that, that average talent. Is Trevor that guy? I mean, I know I'm on record as saying Trevor is going to be an NFL bust and because he went to Jacksonville. They're both new coaches, correct? Yeah, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, and then what is it, Cully? And uh... I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Like the Jaguars, it, it feels like they put the right pieces together, but that always is like to me a, 
recipe for disaster. So, what? <laughs> uh, like, like on paper, <laughs> on here. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Ben doing Ben shit. Yeah, we're doing we're doing things. Um, but it, I don't know. On paper, it seems like they've they're going in the right direction. But like knowing the Jaguars organization and knowing like what they've done in the past, it just seems like it's going to go downhill from there. Okay. Do you think Doug B- Peterson can make Doug another Peterson? run? Doug Peterson might be able to do it. To be perfectly honest, no, uh, I I just don't. I don't think that they got the stuff because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You have to win in your division. Is their defense built to stop the run games of Indy or Tennessee? Probably not. Nope. No. Um, and when you play out of division, then you have to win every game in order to get a wild card spot. So they're just – they can put together pieces, but they're going to kind of be the Browns. For They're just going to flounder in that weird, mediocre, to horrific state and constantly be stripping down and rebuilding and moving on from a quarterback at the end of his rookie deal. I mean – you know, it that that end of the rookie deal comes up quick. Yeah, I got I got more trust in um the no names on the Texans than I do the the better names on the uh I mean half the reason the names on the Jags are known is because of Madden. Not because of yeah. football. Well and but be, it's like, oh that guy is started oh, how many how Madden. many top tier how many top end picks have they had the last few years? A ton. Right? Yeah. I mean so you're looking at these two depth charts. You got Trevor Lawrence with the combination of Travis Etienne, who is completely unproven because he blew his, the, the luckiest ACL terror in the history of football. Um, James Robinson, who give the man the football. He yeah, does what he good. does well. And then he's throwing to Ingram, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. And then somewhere in there, uh, Chenault is still mixed in who, man, I don't know. That's just a whole I, lot of meh. Yeah, Besides I, James Robinson, James Robinson is good, but yes. you, I, that's not going to be enough to win you games. You have to rely on Trevor to to lift up your average talent. Right, and they, aside from, I mean, so their linebacking core actually seems decent with between Josh Allen, Okun, and then they have two first-round picks in Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker filling out the other side. Right, and they moved on like, from Miles Jack. But, I mean, their, their entire... I mean, Shaq Griffin. Sure, he's okay really. as a corner. Yeah, I I kind of understood that their secondary wasn't like yeah. elite. But uh, now you put these two on the field, you then have Davis Mills with Marlon Mack, who I liked Marlon Mack when he was. Yeah, no, me too. He was my fantasy running back. Yeah, yeah. dynasty running back for a while. Well, and uh, that's who traded him to you. You did. Yep. With 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 Rex Burkhead backing him up, and he's throwing to Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks for three weeks, and then John Mechie the third. I do like Brandon Cooks, though. I think he's very underrated. With uh, with Connolly, Dorsett, and Moore backing those three up. I like Brevin Jordan. Yep, I think Brevin Jordan. A, I think he's a solid tight end. Um, yeah, they're not They They, not they do have no. a decent offensive line, though. Am I wrong? Give us some names on the O line there, Laramie, Jazzy boy. Laramie Tunzel, rookie Kenyon Green, Justin Britt, AJ Can, and Titus Howard. I've heard of worse offensive yeah. lines. Yes. So, so in the really, middle of the pack, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I mean that's right. That right there helps them out big time with keeping Davis Mills upright, who easily was the best rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback last year. I mean, hi, hey, that's the first part is getting your offensive line right and then finding the weapons. Not even getting, yeah, I mean, you're right, After. getting the offensive line right, but I think the Bills have done the, the right job of it where you just kind of go and throw a whole lot, like 10 average offensive linemen and just kind of see what sticks. Yeah, figure out what works for you. Because, like, and then otherwise you end up, yeah, because otherwise you end up kind of in the Cowboys situation where they're paying out to their offensive line just a ton of money, and or now they're paying the against Lions. Zeke and CD and Dak, yep. and then they paid all the defensive guys and then bought them out. So, like, right. that's where a lot of the cap mess comes from. You you pay three linemen, offensive linemen, the, which is great because the number studs, one but. number one most paid offense in the NFL is the Detroit Lions, mostly because of that entire offensive line. And Jared Goff. Jared Goff's yeah, got yeah. a fat contract. Yeah, big old fat contract. Damn, that's a fat check. Um, so... Looking at the the defensive side of the ball, there's, I mean, I I know the name Christian Kirksey because I drafted him in an IDP league and he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he's an okay linebacker. If he could stay on the field, he'd be great. Eh. But he he just can't. He's an okay linebacker. Yeah, because he's playing hurt half the time. Even when he's healthy, he's an okay linebacker. He's still probably hurt. It's fine. Just let it go. <laughs> uh, I, on paper, I got to give it to the Jags, but I think the Texans are just 
more put together. I yeah, less ta- less talent, but better direction. I yeah. agree with that. And I also just think like if Doug Peterson's coming in, and like I do like Doug Peterson, but he's not dealing with the same defense that he had when he, he was in Philly. Right. We don't have Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. No. And then some a good secondary. So like. They're in a really weird spot where they have to rely. He, does, he doesn't have the offense he did either. Right. I mean, well, that, off, that offensive line, if we're talking about offensive right. lines, was and I'm saying, studded. I'm saying that now he has to he has to rely on his offense to win him games down there because just straight up, your secondary is going to get burned. It just is. Josh Allen can be good, and he can be great at rushing the passer, but one great pass rusher is not going to make up for a lack of secondary depth. No. <sighs> yeah, the, the, this whole thing, the, these two teams – I think are going to be fighting for that number one pick. It's going to be probably the two of them, Atlanta, are going to be really leading the pack to the bottom. Yeah, they're going to be down there. Yeah. Uh, going to the Titans, I'm intrigued by this one because, again, the Bills play the Titans again this year, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, this one's in Buffalo, Yeah, because they, they were the division winner. Right. And so were we. So uh, Yeah, we're finally in Buffalo for one of these since Josh's rookie year. Yeah, so... <laughs> Josh's rookie year, three in a row in Tennessee, and then we're back in back for and know. rookie Josh beat Tennessee, right? For those uh, playing the at home game back from back in the day, uh, key additions to the Titans: Robert Woods came over for the Rams. Austin Hooper came Bobby over for the Browns. Uh, Jamarco Jones from the Seahawks and Trenton Cannon from the Niners. They re-signed Harold Landry, Dontrell Hilliard, I like Landry, Jeff Swaim, Ben Jones. Dylan Cole and Randy Bullock, because resigning kickers is important. Fat Randy, baby. They lost Roger Saffold to yeah. the Bills. Damn right. And Quesenberry. Quesenberry, yep. whatever. Uh, they lost Donta Foreman to the Panthers. Kahari Blazengame to the Bears. And Julio Jones is still a free agent. Wild. Right? What a weird turn of Maybe events. Maybe the Texans should, Texans should sign him and give Davis Mills a, a half-decent target to throw at. Right. Uh, they used... A first-round pick on Traylon Burks, who is listed as their slot receiver. And then, I mean, everyone else that they drafted looks like they are hanging out in the second seed in the depth chart. They also moved on from A.J. Brown. Yes. I don't think you mentioned that. I didn't. Why is that not on here? Oh, That's a big one. CBS, you suck. Ugh, damn it, CBS. You clown chill. Losers. Yeah, uh, A.J. Brown, who might be... Might push for a top five receiver if we, you know. He's definitely top ten. Yeah, easily you know, top ten. Easily top ten. Top ten, and we'll just leave it at that because, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinions. But I think a consensus top ten for A.J. Brown. Yeah. Fair. Uh, you got Derrick Henry coming back from the foot injury. Did yeah. not look good in the playoff game. Well, he also had a steel plate in his shoe. Again, unknown if it was if he was compl- if he was as healthy as he could have been. Probably right. wasn't. Probably wasn't. I, I I don't have a doubt about Derrick Henry. There's there's everybody talks about how you know wrong side of twenty six yada yada. But I mean, look at man throughout the NFL. How many times have you seen one physical specimen of a generation, if you will, who just defies logic? Adrian Peterson was the last one before that. Even after his ACL, came back. I mean, he played until he was, what, 35 as a running back? Yeah. And he was still pounding the rock pretty decent there. He wasn't breaking sure was. speed. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Derrick Henry, if there's going to be a physical specimen of this generation, I think it's him. So I really wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock into the foot injury from last year. I wouldn't say it's, it's irrelevant, you know, but. I, my holdup on it is if that foot makes him run, makes him a little bit slower or just a little bit weaker. It, he's going to have trouble. He he has an upright running style. I've said it on the show before. He gives you his chest because he's been able to just put his foot in the ground and run your ass over or right. stiff arm the crap out of you. He didn't have that in the playoff game. If that lingers, he might be in trouble, and it opens him up for more injuries. Right. So. I also I also think, I'm just going to say this, Like if that is the case, I think he's a good enough ball player to adjust his game to stay relevant. He's not a one-trick pony, you know, but if he loses that that outside stretch zone where he's just going to stiff arm or Reggie, Reggie White hump, basically, and just yeah. throw you by and then take off, like if that part of his game is gone, I, I can still see him figuring out a way to get in, in between the tackles and be an effective runner. Yeah, I mean, because going north-south, right. you know, that between I just think the tackles he's a look. Good enough, he's a good enough ball player to adjust if he does, like if, if the production is, is lacking, if, if you get what I mean. And do you see a decrease in his number of carries this year, though? 
I don't because know. Because of the injury? I don't know. Because that I think that's my biggest lingering question about the Titans is if he starts getting less carries, then it relies more but on their Tana backup Hale. didn't put up bad numbers. Well, their backup uh, is currently Dontrell Hilliard, and then Hassan Haskins was a fourth round pick. Who's Dontrell Hilliard? Because I recognize that name. He was from San Francisco. Gotcha. Okay. Well, one of the stable backs there. So. And then the rest of that room is Trenton Cannon, Jordan Wilkins, and Julius Chestnut. Wow, what a name. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, if that's the case, then, yeah, I don't see him losing many, many carries. But they might go to more of a, hey, like, let's try to stretch out a team horizontally. You know, maybe that's why they moved on from Julio and A.J. Brown, who are big guys who are going to go deep off of play action. Right. Maybe they do want to get Tannehill's legs more involved and spread them out. And then I mean, they're, they're going to have to. Tannehill, as, when you a, have to rely he's on... He's a good athlete. You yes. know, like, he's, he's a poor man's Josh Allen, in a sense. I, I, I think that's a good way to put it. I don't see him... He is not the quarterback that they make him out to be sometimes in the right. media. He is okay. He's a decent game manager. He's not going to win you a ball game. No. And the reason, well, he, I mean, he does have. I, I will, I will say this. He does have like maybe two uh, every two out of like five games, or maybe like more like seven, two out of seven games. He will like go off and actually win you a ball game. Like yeah. he does have flash in the pan games like that. Yes, he's not and, a consistent. I'm gonna light you up. And, but he, he's that guy. He benefits off of Derrick Henry's workload. Oh, absolutely. Where all of a sudden, like, and you know, the fact that AJ Brown was just a freak at times, right? You know, he right. he makes a pass that Brown goes up and gets and then doesn't get tackled and beats two other guys, breaks a tackle right. and goes. I mean, that's like, also the Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill thing. Absolutely. So like, I mean, that, absolutely. That's, that's everywhere. But I I do think, getting back to it, that Tannehill's a good enough athlete. We all know he's a wide receiver at Texas A&M. He's a good runner. And I think that if you're going to progress this offense further, you need to get him more into the running game. Even yeah, if it's you're just gonna, a third and one, throw a QB sweep like the Bills do. He's right. good yeah. enough to lower the shoulder and get the way, one yard. The way the Titans win this division is if they change their offensive scheme. Just, just slightly. Just tweak just it. Tad. Just tweak it. And, and I think with their run or their receiver room looking as different as it does, right. I think they're going to have to. I, I think they're going to go smaller. I think yeah, they're going to go smaller, you're gonna and they're going to go with the, the horizontal stretch game kind of. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to work that off of that play-action right. game with Derrick Henry right. that you still have to respect. And he's still an outside zone threat too at this point nobody knows how he's really coming back speed wise yeah. so so anyway so bare minimum you have to respect it to start and right go from right there. it's going to be three weeks before teams are going to go well he can't do that or he can right and even if even if you know they come off and have to say they face three tough defenses right that doesn't mean he can't do it against everybody right you know you're still going to have to well, respect there's also because... there's also containing derrick henry which the bills have done and it's not like he looked bad against us. right um and then the games where he pops against bad defenses and just yeah. freaking motors over everybody well you know the the game last year oh you know the, he's oh, he, he ran for almost 200 yards against us and 67 of it came on one run right. calm down yep i don't care but also i mean i i remember the game, game two close. years ago he had 19 carries for 65 yards and two touchdowns and everybody's like well Der- derrick henry what a great game and it's like 65 yards and he plugged in two from the one that's gonna happen that's derrick henry yeah you get three. you get on the one and derrick henry can't right. plug it in Derrick so, should stop playing football. So 19, 19 for, for 65 yards, what are we talking here? The right. stat line is like basically. Take away those two no, one-yard yeah, no, touchdown that, runs. That stat line is literally Josh Allen when he runs the ball. Like It's, right. it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> but Derrick Henry's it's not, not throwing the ball on top of that. Exactly. Right. The uh, th- This whole thing comes to me, come, the, these two, or this team as a whole, uh, defensively, I don't know, they're okay. I like the pass rushers. I think I think they're well coached. Yeah, no, their defensive line yeah. is sweet. They are similar to the Bills in that the defense is a sum of the parts rather than stud reliant yes. splash plays. Yeah, I mean a, a defensive line they got, you know, Danico uh, Autry, Tyre Tart, Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree. Yeah. So, I mean solid linebackers with Long and Cunningham. Their secondary Again, leaves a little. Harold Landry's a really good pass rusher. They resigned yeah. him. Yeah, they're right. There he is. Right. The next one. The secondary, Kevin Byard, stud. Yep. Byard. Um, uh, the other safety because he was not bad either. Amani Hooker. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a little bit up there in age, but he's he's not a bad ball player. Getting up there in age. He was drafted in 19. He's younger than Josh. Oh, shit. 
I'm thinking of the wrong hooker. I'm thinking of Malik Hooker. Yes, you are. Uh, but I mean, Caleb Farley and There's too many uh, hookers in the league. Uh, Caleb, Far- Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, right? Caleb Farley, uh, Elijah Moore. Let's see uh, how he has, how he does in his second year because yeah. everybody was very concerned about his his health and stuff. But I mean, and he kind of got exposed for for being a, a raw corner last year. Sure, when he played hard not to though. Um, but he again, he was that corner in that in in last year's draft. If you remember, that was like all of the upside. Right, all of the upside. If he can stay healthy and put it together, right. all of the upside. So the Titans are just—they're definitely just a mystery to me. Like I wouldn't say necessarily like boom or bust, but like I just don't know. I mean, at minimum, they're a five hundred team. Exactly. I just don't know how how well they're gonna do with. All well, here's the thing: they because they could win the division, and and again, they could get a lucky run like they did last year and, and win the conference. But at the end of the day, the big thing is when you make the tournament, can you win? Four games in a row That's against how against good team. Like you're not right. playing four yep. games in a row against your division. So you're not four playing. games in a row and do well. I mean, that's how the Titans made right. it there but last the year. Titans... Is that they they absolutely destroy their entire division. They're like, oh, we got the number one right. seed, and that's because... what I'm saying, Ben. Yeah. Do the Titans with these mo- movements and pieces have the ability to win four games in a row if they need to? No, no, they don't exactly. So, no, because you're not going to go to the playoffs and just be able to hand Derrick Henry the football. 40 times nope. and win a football game that you're sure you're going to have to make plays and you're going to have to stop other teams and again they can and they're well coached i i hate that i like variable as a coach i know it's so because i hate him i want to like he's that coach that i look at i'm like i want to wipe that smug ass look off your face like i just that's well, shit you play football for him in a heartbeat yeah there it is and, and that's <laughs> that's what it is so uh i they're definitely going to contest for if not be the favorite right now for the division. I I will say I like the pieces on Indianapolis better than the Titans. I agree. Yeah. But we haven't even talked Indy yet. Well, okay, well, were we done talking about the Titans? <laughs> I mean, apparently we are now. <laughs> I guess we're moving on yeah. to the Colts, guys. <laughs> well, so like the whole point is, I mean, they're the favorite to win. They won it last year. The The biggest piece in Derrick Henry is back. Tannehill has proven he can get it done, and I think you're gonna like like we talked about. You're gonna see a little bit of change in how they run their offense. It's gonna be can that offense last? And really, the the biggest thing for me between the top these top two teams moving on to Indy is is Frank Reich a good coach? Yes. Yes. Is he? Yes. How many how many times they blow leads last year against bad teams? Uh, that feel like comes down to personnel and defense D- does it i yeah i mean if bad, we look bad, at their like, squad I, if, you, I, if we match up their offenses i feel like that don't compare it to the titans like don't let's compare just, to the titans let's right. just talk colts i i i feel like they are not the one trick pony they're not completely relying on j train to carry the ball i feel like they do have those pieces at receiver and i feel like they can spread the ball around it's having the right quarterback back there and that's the uh, story that's, that's where i was that's, with that's the, the story and, and, of and, the colts for the last you five can have years. you can have a, a good roster you can have a great roster you can have whatever schemes you want to have if your quarterback goes out there with the game on the line or up a score and throws a fucking pick or fumbles the ball like carson did all the time last year what are you supposed to do as a coach i don't disagree i also know for a fact i mean we we, we can sit here and say for there were times that you go out, you get a three-score lead, and you go hardcore old-school conservative and blow the lead because you're not playing to win anymore. You're playing not to lose. I don't see that with the Colts. I can tell you that it was the biggest complaint of Matt Johnson, who is a diehard Colts fan last year. Fair. Like, Matt definitely knows more than me. Like he, he literally sat there and was like, we would get a, a three-score lead with a quarter and a half left, and next thing I know, we're going to... Run, 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 punt. Run, 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 punt. Wait. Oh my God! There's a minute and a half left, and then the big pick comes. Well, we got it. We got to get the first, or they're going to get a oh, pick. Damn I think it. that also comes down to not being able to trust your quarterback. Yeah. Why are you run, run, run? Why did that? Why did Mac Jones throw three times in the 50 mile per hour win game? Because you don't trust him to do it. Right. So that makes you one dimensional when that's, you don't that, trust your quarterback, and you, and, and that's you have why to, I you, feel you like go, you ha- we have to give James. I, I feel like he's, he's the only guy we can trust with the ball. I feel in like Matty Ice makes them a little bit more too. Definitely makes yeah. them more dangerous yes. on offense. 
I correct. I agree with you. And I love I love their defensive line. My their front seven is. I could I could watch. I could raise the the argument, and this is really this is more playing devil's advocate. No, this is fine. I'm so, here for it. You could like oh you don't trust your quarterback or. That is the type of football that was played when Reich played football. That's what you did. You got a lead and you ran it out. Okay, but look at his OC record in Philly. Was he conservative? No. Did he have one of the best running backs in football at the time? Sure. Okay. I listen. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't. I, I don't get have, that. I get that. I don't, I don't have. I don't have active stats in front of me. I know, but my. But, my, my, but it's 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 also as the offensive coordinator. If the coach is saying, if, if you, if you, if he comes out and says, all right, hey, we're going to, we're going to throttle back, we're going to kill clock. And the head coach says, you know, the head coach probably, um, was that still Andy Reid point? No, that was Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Okay. So if he looks at you and says, like, fuck you are. Okay. Guess we're not. On the other end, you're the head coach now. That is 100% on you. You have the option to say, we are going conservative. We're going to run the clock. We're going to milk this thing down and win a football game. I once again come back to, and I think this is why Frank Reich is a good coach is when you get down to the nitty-gritty in a game and you need to win, it's players, not plays. So when you are there and we need to run out the clock and we need to just try to move the ball, it's all fine and good to, to pass. If But, again, if you don't trust your quarterback and James Taylor is your best football player, you have one of the top three offensive lines in the league, you have to give your best yeah, player I'm, I'm the, ball. the ball. I'm giving the ball at 2-8. You have to give your then, best player. Then the again, ball. I and again, I agree you can, with you. I you agree can go with you with the personnel to, to describe to not describe it to to hide what you're doing. I, I agree with you up, on the personnel but. part because I do remember specifically a game where it was like third and one and they just didn't put Jonathan Taylor in and then they ended up like running an RPO or something right. like that. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So again, I was playing devil's advocate on it. I and again, I I also don't know. Personally, I like Frank Reich. If Frank Reich came to Buffalo as an offensive coordinator, in. I'm in. Hell yeah, in. I don't know if I, again, if Robert Salah wanted to come to Buffalo as a defensive coordinator, I'm in. I don't know yet if I want him as a head coach. Unproven, unknown. His body of work as a head coach hasn't looked great. It's like Leslie Frazier. Again, he hasn't had a great quarterback situation going on over there, so. Yeah, but it's it's a revolving door of sadness at this point. Well, it's and, a revo- yeah, it's a revolving door of has-beens. But at at the same and time, kind then, of a only once this, it was. If if your if your coach is having you as a borderline five hundred team and winning the division every year with a revolving door of average quarterbacks walking through, what does that say about the coach? Uh, winning the division every year? No, no, no. I'm saying being in contention to win the, the division oh. every year. I. I I agree, but at the same time, it's like this division. It's you and one other team. It's a two team. It's a two team squad. It wasn't always Jags four years ago, five years ago with Blake Bortles made an AFC Championship. Three right? three years ago, the Texans were still like contenders, solid. They weren't. Yeah, cont- yeah I wouldn't say contenders, but they I were mean, solid. They, they won the division, right? Yeah, they did yeah. with Bill O'Brien. They won it like three years in a row. Exactly. Um. So I'm trying to look up here. The let's see. So. In his tenure, they finished second at ten and six, third at seven and nine, second at eleven and five, and second at nine and eight. Okay. So being uh, in contention to win the division every year and being about five hundred with a revolving door of mediocre quarterbacks, and that right. come that comes down like you said, just having and, that guy at quarterback and that. That is the game changer and, for the Colts. Right? And it's not like they lost to slouch teams with the two right. times they made it to the playoffs where they no, lost they, to they Kansas City and us. They definitely thought Carson Wentz was going to be the guy that they could probably put there um, and just like keep for at least three to four years. But like that didn't it, work out. It is obvious right now that Matt I, Matty Ice is just there for this season, if not next season after right. that. And they they and they'll, he they'll is be he is the Phil team. Rivers. And yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not, I don't think Ryan went yeah, to Indy to the, the Carson get a Wentz, resurgence in his career by right. any means. The Carson Wentz experience, though, was, TM. Uh, yeah, no, that was, that was a shit show. Yeah. I mean, it, like. And it took them a step back, in my opinion, like. It's, I don't know, I, I feel like it probably made them more self-aware as a, as a roster that, like, hey, we're freaking good, we just need a half-decent guy behind the freaking wheel. 
Yep. Yeah, and I th- I think this was a great fit on both ends. I think yeah. this is a good fit for Ryan, who needed more around him than he had in Atlanta. Right. And it was a good fit for them because they needed someone better than Carson Wentz. Trade for Minshew. Get him back in division. Oh, that'd be electric. Listen, I am on the Minshew train all, really? like, all aboard. You? No. Right? <laughs> right? The people are unaware. I am a Minshew truther. Uh, by the way, still waiting on my jersey swap. We're getting there. And uh, My guy's got a lot going on, pal. I understand. <laughs> He's a working hey, man. Hey, you know what? It don't don't volunteer is, for things you can't do. It is, it is on my man. to-do list. Okay. It is. I have an official list. To be, to be fair, no one else has gotten me them. I assume you guys would just talk and you'd send me like, oh, this is the one I've talked about. Well, whatever. I mean, I was just kind of waiting until you put the first one out to then give him. Right. I wanted to make sure he was done with the first one before I yeah. gave him my trade. To- totally fine. Uh, so we're working I, I on, got you, ben. on like, you. you know, what if type situations there. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this was easily... A, an upgrade at quarterback, taking yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah. It was it was a good situation. Matt Ryan both. in the twilight of his career, greater than symbol Carson Wentz post ACL surgery. Correct. And yeah, you could. I, I'm not going to take the time to pull up the Falcons roster. I just the, this team is far more complete. The Falcons opinion. have a better tight end. Yeah, and that's really End of story. <laughs> yeah, because like Mo, Mo Ali Cox, not the answer. No, he is six foot seven though. Not not bad. But so, I mean, like, it's definitely easy to just kind of chuck the ball up there and have him box it out. But other than that, he's not really great at much. But, I mean, I mean he takes he, a while to run around. The, the commentators are going to tell you that he played basketball 20 times, so. You know who else played basketball? Chris Manhurts. Do you know Nick O'Leary's grandfather? Oh, oh, is that the, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Did you know that Chris Hogan played lacrosse? Really? <laughs> Didn't Julian Edelman, too? Or was no. he, a, he was a quarterback. He was a, he was a quarterback at Akron. Uh, so, like. This receiving core, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. I, Pittman and Campbell, in my opinion, are, are good. They're Campbell's good. another yeah. guy who's just too fast for his own hamstring. Yeah. No, I, I, I really enjoy the receiving core for... I like Pittman a lot. Um, and honestly, like, you got... Do, do they what, still have Helton? No, I don't think so. His, did he retire? Yeah. I know that was a I nice... I he's retired. I just think he's a free agent or something like that. I, I, I knew that, like, last year at least, that was, like, a nice, like, hey, he's not really good anymore, but, yeah. like, you, you can put him in the slot and... No, but give me some wide do, receiver depth. He'll do T.Y. Things. Hilton speedy All right, things. well, so since we're here and we kind of jumped into this because Ben got ahead of me, uh, the Colts, key additions, obviously, Matt Ryan we've talked on. Yannick Ngakwe came from the Raiders, and then uh, Brandon Faison. I don't know. Ngakwe is interesting here because he's going to be relied on as the third best pass rusher in this yes. in this defense. And I, think that I think that helps helps a very good spot for him. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to do much besides just beat your one-on-one outside, you know. They uh they brought back Mo at Mo Ali Cox. They brought back Matt Pryor, Zary Franklin and Tyquan Lewis. And then they lost Carson Wentz, thank God. Mark Glowinski, George Odom, Al Quadine Muhammad, defensive end. Uh, Zach Pascal went to the Eagles, and then Rock Yassin went to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not losing a, a, a whole ton of difference makers. I mean, you lost a corner, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Pierce was their second-round pick. Right. He is slated as their number two receiver currently with Paris Campbell in the slot. And then behind them, they have Mike Strachan, Desmond Patton, Ashton Doolin, and a bunch of names you're not going to know and uh, unsigned. That's you. Okay, uh, DeMichael Harris. Nope. Kiki Cootie. Yes. Okay, so Cootie, yeah. Hard not to know that name. <laughs> Samson Nakua. Nope. Kakoa Crawford. I have heard that one. Ethan Fernia. Nope. Michael Young Jr. Those last four are were un, unsigned, uh, undrafted rookies. All right, fair enough. Still wanted to know, man. Jonathan, <laughs> I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Himes, a very interesting one-two punch. Yeah. That's, talk about Hey, there, there's a three-punch there. My main man, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Phil Lindsay. Phil Lindsay. Yeah, Philip Lindsay is going to have about as much impact on this offense as Mary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as Mac did last year. <laughs> Calm down. Although, if there is an injury, he is a serviceable. Oh, Phil. absolutely is. Absolutely is. Uh, Nick Foles, big dick Nick, still on the backup role there. Electric. Let's go. Uh, the the most interesting one to me is this offensive line: Matt Pryor, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Danny Printer, Braden Smith. Easily, in my opinion, top five. Yeah, let's have a day. Yeah. <laughs> Talk Defen- about wanting to establish a, a line of scrimmage. Those guys will get it done. <laughs> yes. And they're going against a, a really good defensive line every single day during yeah. practice. Best defensive yeah. line, deep, best front seven in the freaking division. Yeah. Uh, Quiddy Pay, 
Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okiri. Sorry, I just said that wrong. Okiri? Okiri? Okiriki. Okiriki. Yeah, Okiriki. Thank you. Isaiah Rogers, Rodney McLeod, Julian Blackman, Stephen Gilmore, and Kenny Moore. They are the ones who added Gilmore. That's right. Yeah. So lost a corner, added a corner. Yep. Yeah. And now um, give they, me some depth options here too. Uh, what position are you looking for? Just kind of across the board. Across let's, the let's board. Start, let's start. Let's start with D line, and then you know, uh, work our way through. Taekwon Lewis, fifth round draft pick, Eric Johnson, a nose tackle, Deo Oben, Oben Joby, <laughs> Oben Dago, Oben Dago, uh, at D tackle, Ben sure. Bonagu at LEO, law enforcement officer, <laughs> <laughs> EJ Speed at Will, Zary Franklin at middle, Brand, Brandon Faison at uh, left corner, Nick Cross, the third round pick at Backup strong safety. Gotcha. Uh, Armani Watts at free safety. I Anthony Anthony Chesley at right corner, and Tony Brown as the backup nickel guy. All right. Uh, and they have a bunch of a sixth and a bunch of unsigned or undrafted free agents. Yeah. Backing those up, but no, uh, no first round pick this year for the Colts, huh? Was that did they lose that one to somebody? They yeah, trade. I think that was the Carson Wentz. I thought so. He played over fifty percent of the games. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so um, then I I think that defense is one hundred percent built to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, absolutely. But my big thing when you were going through that list is one injury across the board, and it's kind of there. There's a hole there. What's going on here? Like every time, and I, it's unfair to a lot of these teams, but I compare everybody to Bills roster. And it's like okay, so like worst case Ontario, Von Miller gets hurt. Are we okay at edge? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we're okay at edge. Yeah, put AJ there. Right. Yep. So like or boogie, yeah. I mean again. So I want I want Quiddy up and, and goes, have a year. If if, if Quiddy Pay goes down, who do you, who do you have like? Yeah, you're looking at anybody with pedigree or whatever. You're looking, you're looking at Taekwon Lewis, who is a second round pick in eighteen. Yeah, and he's he's an okay ball player, but he's not. He's like Shaq Lawson ish. Yeah. You know. Yeah, a guy who's gonna serviceable. Yeah, he'll again, he'll sh- he'll show up from time to time, but he's not that, turning a that game. That then puts Ngakwe into your second best pass rusher status and right. role, and then I mean, DeForest Buckner goes down, and you're you're so screwed. You're so screwed. Yeah, so screwed. He, he just he's so good. Yeah, he's, so good at that spot. He's he's top three defensive tackle in the yeah. league. I mean, as a as a three tech, like a true three tech and a four three, I don't know if there's anybody better. Yeah, Aaron Donald. He's not a true three tech and a four three. He's in a three four and he two gaps. That's he's point. a completely different animal. <laughs> Face served. I'll I mean, like you're not wrong. Him. Aaron Donald is certainly a better D tackle, but yeah. positionally speaking, up in it's a positionless tackle. football. They're all oh, bad. God. Everybody, Stop. everybody sucks, but they're all so good. Stop doing that. <laughs> I will, baby. I will bring that up every time I get the chance. Because um, you know it just irks the shit oh out of you. God. Yeah. So. I, I, listen, listen. I agree. Any, any, any one of these dudes, any one of these top guys goes down, they're in trouble at that spot. I think the thing that might save them is how many really good players. Oh yeah, they got the star power. So like that, that guy that's filling in for whoever's hurt is going to like. It's going to be a little bit easier to cover him, yeah. because of the talent around him. Right. And I, I don't disagree with that. You can definitely hide some players, but. You know, we're we're not talking about a team who you look like, oh, they got two really elite pass rushers and not a whole lot around them, but those right. two make everyone good. One of them goes down, you now yeah. game plan away from the other one, and you're okay. And you're in a good spot. But yeah, I I mean they they definitely have enough pieces to still be able to be a good defense. But, oh yeah, but they have the potential to be a top five defense in terms of like holding teams down yards, EPA per play. Yeah. They have the potential. It's just absolutely that's going to be all health. It's all health related. So. uh I think I have it on my phone here. Who who do you guys see finishing where in this division? I got the Colts first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went Colts, Titans, Texans, Jags. Jags. I might have gone. Yeah, I don't really remember what I. Yeah, you're gonna have to pull that up because I mean I just shot that out there in the dark. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I I'm thought about it for five it. minutes. Hold on, and Hold on. we're we're finding it. I make a lot of stuff on my phone recently. Look, Why didn't you just use the search feature? Because it should be fairly fresh. Fairly. Fairly. Like fresh paint. 
There's a lot of fresh paint. Speaking of which, I think Ben's been drinking paint lately. That's probably true. All right, here we go. So uh, I have... Don't put that into the media's head. <laughs> the narrative <laughs> is out there. You don't need there. to know. <laughs> the narrative is out there. So based on our conversations, um, all but one of us of the five have the Colts taking this division. You're taking the Titans. I am not. Taylor. Bold claim. Bold claim, Ben. Taking the Titans. What? Yeah. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> I don't Electric. remember this. Electric. You got to stick with it now. The narrative is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm pulling it. Hey, you know what? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'll back I have, it up. I have the text if, in if, front of me. If I said it, I'll, I'll start backing it up. I, I have the text research. in front of me. Titans, Colts, Texans, Jags. Titans, Colts, Texans, Jags. That is you. Bold claim, Ben. Titans taking the division. I love it. Sure. I love it. <laughs> uh, there, this is actually there's a lot more parody in this one than I thought there would be. Oh yeah, no, there's there's some some disagreement. Uh, so then, Big Diesel, Statman, and T Wave all have the Titans finishing second. Bold claim, Ben obviously has them first with the Colts Woo! second. I went in true bold claim fashion. Jags with a two seed because I'm calling a big injury, big injury on the Titans. Tannehill or Henry goes down and the season's over, but they still finish higher than, than the Texans. All right. So uh, most people have the Jags in last place besides you. Uh, no. I have them in second. You have them in fourth. Austin has them in third. You have them in fourth. And then T-Wave has them in... Th- wait, wait yeah. Texans, you said? Jags. Jags. Yeah, you, yeah. The, two, the, two, <laughs> no, you, yeah. the two you that have the Jags last. Place. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with my former self here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll put that one the picks up we'll probably put about put it up right with the episode here might as well and uh go from there so uh bold claim been fun to have you buddy yeah uh, hey you know what i did stuff and i did the things you sure did you sure did <laughs> i'm so proud of him Thank i you're a fucking beauty bud <laughs> you are just a fucking gem I, I say things, and that's what we're here to do. So, yeah, we we keep you around for your uh, social media presence, exactly. and really just the ability to do jersey swaps and stuff. Which, uh, whenever you're ready, I get it. You're busy. <laughs> Calm down. You're not that busy. Uh, yeah, maybe pretty busy. Pretty busy. Got time for band concerts. Don't got time for podcast stuff. I see how it is. Yeah. Wow. Band. band. <laughs> Let him know, Ben. Let him know. Let him know yeah. that the artist in you has to flow. Yes. <laughs> The creative. Yeah, I'm asking you to be an artist, a real one, not <laughs> yeah, a. But he's got to expand his boundaries, homeboy. I, I'm just giving him a hard time because, of it's course, fun. but I I, I have to back him up. Uh, of course you do. You I guys don't know are if that was look alike. Right back up though. That was kind of weird. What do you mean? I don't know. That your artist uh, it had to flow from inside. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird backup. <laughs> I'm sorry, pal. Don't be creative. <laughs> All right, I'll don't stop. don't do band and art and sports things. Don't yeah. Don't be you. I guess. Okay. I'm sorry, pal. That. That's what I was backing you up on. This is right. really off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have derailed pretty heavily here. So, uh, well, have, before you dip, quick okay. shout out to the Sabres draft. We drafted well this year. We drafted a lot of young talent that scores. Really? Because Facebook tells me that we drafted suckily, and everyone's like a small forward who's going to be out of the league in three years. Because you're on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is not the place to be for hockey news. I'm just saying. Fair. The people. The people want to know. Well, why, are, why are we drafting? Why are we drafting? Teeny, teeny, teeny everybody guys? keeps saying we're drafting teeny tiny guys. Well, I'll tell you this: Matias Samuelson, six foot four; Rasmus Dahlin, six foot three; uh, Alex Tuck, six foot three; Tage Thompson, six foot seven. Um, so you tell me where we're lacking the size slash grit. We just signed Ilya Labushkin, six foot four. Um, question for you: While we're here, I saw people pushing for the trade of or for Pat Kane. Yes, I mean. So I have so, yes. yeah. so so no on the trade, no on the trade. We Wait don't a need year. to give up assets. He's his contract's running out. He's not going to stay in Chicago. That's pretty much been confirmed at this right. point. So make a bid on free agency if he wants to come home. He can come home. Uh, all the people who don't want him here because he's not a good person, congratulations. He's still terrific at hockey. Oh, his analytical stats say he's one of the worst in the league in defense. Has been his entire career. Sure. So, uh, yeah, you put you, him you with Jeff Skinner, and you could you could have made and, that same argument about Alex Ovechkin. I'd have taken him too. Uh, you can make the same argument about a lot of the all time greats at yeah. the end of their career. Sure, it's like yeah, they're saving it for 
to help the team win on offense. They got younger guys who can skate more. That's not the point. Right. Point is, if he comes in free agency, totally chill with it. Definitely down for Patty Kane. Everybody who doesn't like Patty Kane because they think he's a scumbag, grow up. It's sports. Not everybody's a good person. Well, We're trying to win a cup. And I mean, are, are, what, it doesn't mean that he's going to ruin the vibes. What are we really talking about here, though? That He's trying to beat up a cab driver when he was fucking nineteen. Yeah. Like allegedly sexually assaulted a girl, and none of that ended up being founded. But because there was an allegation, now all of a sudden he's a rapist. Well, I mean, that's how that works. I know. That's the world we live in. I know. Um, But at at the end of the day, when that whole thing happened, I mean, I I know guys who bounced at clubs downtown when he was 19, 20 years old. He tried to walk in when they were like, whoa, 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 I need to see your ID. He's like, don't you know who I am? Like, yeah, I know you're 20. Get the fuck out of my bar. Yeah. Like, those things happened. Um. Show me someone who wasn't doing stuff like that when they were 19, 20 years old. Well, and then the, the other knock on him, too, is with the whole Blackhawks scandal that happened and we've talked right. about, is that Patty Kane did nothing. So he was, a, he was a bystander, which is then guilty by association of not doing anything. Correct. Not even saying that he saw anything, but, like, everybody in the locker room knew it was going on, whatever. Right. So that's – but, again um, – yeah, uh, if it's uh, listen, like, if it's like a two not... or three year deal for five mil in the twilight of his career to come and put up some points for us, I don't care. I am not the guy who's going to sit here it's and not say that I don't care. That's that's that very callous. But right, like, I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and say that athletes get a pass on things because they don't. No, and they shouldn't. But I also don't expect them to be model. I like billions. I, I don't expect them to be. Ray Lewis killed a guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You look at it. There's, there is a ton. Of Ray Lewis killed a guy. There, <laughs> I, I, I know what I'm dealing with. So, there, My, Michael, Michael Jordan was a, is a degenerate gambler. Correct. There, there's a significant amount of professional athletes and they're living celebrity lives. And honestly, not to mention, to honestly, that level, how many times have we said that you need ego and you need to be a little bit? The old? ratio, the ratio from like normal people to scumbag is honestly pretty good compared to the rest of the like celebrity life. That's fair. Yeah. Compared to like movies and movie people and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah I listen. It, nothing, nothing came of it, like you're nitpicking the you didn't do anything thing, right? Because I will, I will posture that if I hear that something's going on, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. it. I don't know it to be true. Like, I, like if I go say something and it's not true, I just axed my own career. Right now, if you see it and you know for fact it's happening, different story. Right, but. None of that You're has ever been confirmed. So, no. at that point, yes. I want him to put the puck in the net. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, like that's what we're talking about. We're talking about wanting to have a team that's going to score, play, play in, in the postseason. We're also on record on this show, like Ray, the Ray Rice thing was was that he shouldn't play anymore is good. correct. And like the fact correct. that Deshaun Watson might get suspended for two to four games is, is a joke. Heinous. It's a joke. So it's not like we're saying that bad people doing bad things shouldn't. Correct. Like it's just. I just wanted yeah. to be clear about that yeah. part. Uh, the other part I was going to bring up before we went off and divulged on this huge tangent was um, people are talking that Casey Middlestat should be part of it, should be should be moved on from in any way, shape, or form, including a trade for Pat Kane. Thoughts? I mean, I wouldn't be a, opposed to moving Mitzi. I I'm a big Mitzi truther. You guys know that, and I yes. think he's going to pop which, this year, he's which got, is which is why I'm asking. He's got fifty to sixty point potential if he's healthy, right? Um, my, but the thing too is that now that we've had these back-to-back drafts, we made all eleven picks this year. We had like eight draft picks last year, so our yeah, prospect pool is deep, and we're getting to the point. We're in the process. We need to buy exactly. You start yeah. replacing yes. talent with younger guys, or you start moving on from roster player and a prospect with like a third-round pick for a bet, an upgrade. Right. Into yeah. your I, I would not mind us going after um, someone better. Like so, like here. So not for Patty Kane, but if. Now the deal already happened. If we were going to make a move for Matthew Kachuk, right? M- you move Mitzi in that. You move a, a high level prospect. You move a first round pick. Done deal. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. I would um, not have been sad about that. Right. I so did. That, I did, that's I did, the kind I of move where, see where did Kachuk go? He uh, went to Florida. Florida. Okay. For Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberdo. Huberdo. Huberdo has already said he's not signing in Calgary long term, and he's got one year deal. And same with Weger. Uyghurs on a one-year deal, no, nothing confirmed on whether he's even going to sign with Calgary. But right. still, I so, like that move for Florida. <laughs> oh, I love this move for Florida. They made out like bandits in a sense because they got Kachuk, who's now signed for term from 24 to 32, I think it is. Right. And Huberto, who's a very good hockey player, is going to Calgary. He's not signed long-term, and even if he did, it would be from 30 to like 36. Right. So, yeah, you take yeah. Matthew Kachuk Ab- on that abso- every single absolutely. time. Absolutely. So uh, that'll about wrap us up. Anything for the uh, good of the order there, bold claim? 
Uh, they'll be all. I mean, I really don't got much. You sure? There's not much going on out there. Any hot takes just off the top of your head right now in the sporting world? What's going in? in the, uh, what's going on in that brain of yours? Not much. Okay. Yeah. I'm dying my dropping money. Post All Star Game baseball juices are back. Oh God, yeah. You saw. Oh yeah. I'm here for that. They had dead ball early season, juice ball late season. Oh, uh, judge, judges got to heal back up. Judge, judge might break the single season home run record on. Did the, you see that one baseball that Stanton hit and it looked yeah, it like looked like rubber. a pancake. Yeah, that was not how the balls were looking early season, and he's not swinging any harder. No, he, Pete Alonso <laughs> is just breaking his whole back during the home run derby. That's uh, tough. Did you guys see the video of Alonzo deadlifting in full yeah, uniform and cleats between rounds? What was that? Got to get his pumps, bro. The, this dude just hates the Mets that much that he just decides to like hurt himself. Isn't there like isn't there something <laughs> that whoever participates in the home run derby just like significantly slumps yeah. in the second half of the year? There is statistical evidence. Um, the, the Angels uh, player last year had um, a rough time hitting that. Trout? Or no, Otani. Otani. Otani uh, like, had like fifty. Every usually when you when you participate in the home run derby, especially the older version of the home run derby, was a little bit more true to this. Yeah, because you got ten swings regardless. Yeah, um, I actually I actually missed the old version where you actually got to watch where the home runs went, and it was actually more of a spectacle about the hits than anything else. Right. Um, but like this timed thing, they they're not putting as much max effort. There's not a huge lift in the swing anymore, so it's not as bad. But there definitely used to be a thing where like you. Yeah, but I remember when uh, Judge had his unbelievable home run derby and then he just like kind of was swinging the bat slow for the rest of the year and didn't really show up in the playoffs and i'm not saying that it directly correlated but it's like yeah he oh just, no there's there's statistical evidence backing yeah. home run derby participants down having a downswing after the after the break yeah but and a lot of it has to do with changing honestly their swing that, for the that's derby. why i love the mlb all-star game is because guys really just don't care and they do it anyways unlike the uh, slam dunk contest for nba where there's like actual people yeah, that can slam like, oh, i'll never do it and they're like nah fuck that i'm not doing that so right. then you get some scrub second year guy who's just got ridiculous hops doing crazy things well and, and that's the thing like the home run derby is actually a show of talent it, it's dunking also for is, the fans dunking is tall and it's, it's, and for the, a little. it's for the fans and for the love of the game like get the get the young kids like there's also interested only, in the game there's also only so many ways you can dunk a basketball before yeah. you get overly ridiculous with like props and crap so like yeah like oh he jumped over a car the next year he jumped over a different car he jumped over a mascot who was spinning right which was cool don't get me wrong then, but then then he jumped over a car that the mascot was driving like okay i've just watched the same thing three times i don't care anymore yeah. but like the home run derby is different every year it's fun to watch it's, it's exciting i wish they would find a way to I understand the timer straight and wanting it not to go all night like it used to, but there was nothing better than watching Mark McGuire put balls on the warehouse across the street. Good old fashioned oh, yeah. pissing match, like be be like be on the other side of the street from Fenway. And the the thing that sucked about it was then he hit like thirty two in the first round, right? And he moved on. Then he like he got beat by one home run in the second round or whatever it was, and he still had like. It's 28 it, more home runs than the guy that it, beat him, but he didn't get to move on. It's a definitely a story as old as time. There's nothing going on. It's mid-July. You turn on the TV, and you just chuck on the home run derby. Yeah. Like, big, it's it's a, a yearly event where everyone just like, yeah, I got nothing better to do. Might as well put it on. Like, hell yeah. Let's watch some people absolutely swing for the fence. What, what else? What else? Stick and ball sports, yeah. man. You know how we feel. Yeah. So, you had a net. I'm even, I'm even more in. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, the celebrity softball game is fun to watch too every year. Jenny Finch, like watching Jenny Finch hit bombs. No, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, yeah. popped one of the to, to left field and then like got a single. It was great. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun to watch. And like they do it right too. It's a two day thing. It's not a weekend. They don't kill the sport for an entire almost week leading up to it and leading right. out of it. Like it's Can two I, day thing. A day later, they're back in play. And yeah. am I allowed to move off the rails for like one second, dude? We're running out of time. But I, go ahead. I know. Did you see the Blue Jays game last night? Twenty-eight to six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I love Vlad Guerrero Jr. And then the the Red Sox player just can't find the ball. Like, dude, you're getting paid so much money. I could also. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Listen, until you've been out there and had a ball hit into a high sky with with the sun. Sure. I don't want to hear it. It was dark out. (laughs) There's lights, buddy. When you're looking up at a ball that is traveling in the lights. 
I mean, I've, I've it, it, it still went ball and lacrosse, and it still went thirty really feet over his head. I would like to for him to at least be in the area, but like he looked like <laughs> a lost puppy. Again, <laughs> it is it is a different world out there when you That's when funny. you lose a ball like that. And I've seen you. Uh, you're not exactly like a smooth athlete, so I don't no, know I'm not. Much, but like, how much yeah. you would do better there? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not claiming that I am. Oh boy, <laughs> we're, right. we're like we're like two we're like two people away from half a co-ed softball team here so i would calm down before i put a team in and make you two show up okay first of all i'm nasty so knock yourself out i'm awful but that's that's yeah. that's why that's why i want to yeah, do it. i want to yeah, see you no i'm an atrocious athlete i just do certain things okay <laughs> i could play and, infield or outfield pal and that and that's where we're going to close the episode so stop trying to go off the rails okay. we're done no it's goals. over uh thanks for tuning, tuning in guys hats stats and stats championship caliber oh. pro sports podcast Shut up. What a way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Championship Caliber Pro Sports Podcast based in Buffalo, New York, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Find us on Facebook, tip, uh, Hat Stats and Stats Podcast. I almost said the wrong thing because Ben's got me all frazzled. Find us on Instagram. Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. Tip of the Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. Find us on Facebook doing that find us on twitter and instagram at hts underscore pod like follow share subscribe tell your friends you can tune in on apple spotify google amazon uh anywhere else you can find podcasts from and with all that being said on behalf of my co-hosts thanks for tuning in guys and go bills The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.